In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, we're talking compromise. Does compromise suck? The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. Man versus Marriage. Welcome back to another episode of Man versus Marriage. It is I, the Coo Digger the Dog. And we are here in the Moran family studio talking about compromise. Now, albeit, uh, we're having to compromise to do with autism to do this particular episode <laughs> because autism is just really frustrated in our house right now. Um, but truly, I guess we could talk about compromise on everything. Um, but specifically on this one, we're talking about compromise in marriage. Ah, It's a fun topic. I think it's a necessary topic because you cannot always have your way or you will be alone. And, uh, chances are you're going to hear a lot of autism in the background of this particular episode, but, uh. We we will get through it. One side is extremely happy with the harmonica, and the other side, not so much with the shouting and the screaming. So Yeah, he did vocalize that he wants to spend time with Dad. So after this episode, we'll get on to some family business here. So yeah. with that being said, if you have questions, you have comments, or you have thoughts, go ahead and email them to Jeannie at mvsmpodcast.com or quincy at mvsmpodcast.com. The emails will be in the show notes. So make it easy on yourself. Click there. Get to it like Alan Pruitt. All right. I have a question when it comes to what is compromise? Like if if you were talking to a, teaching a little kid, what would you tell them compromise is? Ooh. Finding some way for both parties to be happy and get something that they both want. Yeah, okay. And I, I would say that it's finding some kind of common ground that you can both settle on. You said little kid. Yeah. So. I would tell a little kid, listen, compromise is finding common ground. And of course, that little kid might say, What is it going to I'll say, okay, listen, you dumb knucklehead. That's the way I'd tell my kids. Anyway, mm-hmm. fair enough. You said you said it better because you followed the instructions perfectly, and my mind took me somewhere else. So when it comes to compromise, when you compromise, do you lose? No. Are you sure? I'm positive. You're giving up something, but so is the other person in order to meet halfway. So there is a chance that you might lose some of something, but not the whole sum mm-hmm. of something. Okay, good. And then what does is, what is compromise look like? Is there an example that you can give me just off the top of your head when it comes to compromise? Hmm. Well, we allow the kids to postpone a chore to go to bed early as so long as they get up early before school to get it done. So let's say they want to go work on homework or they've got something they want to do instead. They are allowed to request um, a postponement or a pass as they call it. And then they have to get up 
45 minutes early in the morning in order to complete that task. Otherwise, it's considered an incomplete chore, and now you have double chore. Okay, so that's some compromising. What about the terminology that we came up with when it comes to our love life um, and rain, rain check. check? Yeah, that's an ultimate compromise. And there's a few things that go into either side of that. One of one of those compromises is saying, "Hey, I've I've vocalized that this is a need I have, and it's important to me." And the compromise is is that there were times where that would just go completely unacknowledged and wouldn't happen and so that would really frustrate me would hurt me a little bit too and so we had to come up with a compromise to say hey if i've vocalized this um i'm going to be considerate enough to acknowledge this is what you want but physically or mentally or emotionally i just can't do it right now so if we can just saying the word rain check helps me or even you accept it better and so we're willing to compromise and say okay i can delay this particular situation and then we can intentionally find another time to do it or maybe can i rain check until tomorrow you know so i would say that's a great example um of a compromise so that's two examples do you have another one Yeah, sometimes we have to do, um, we have to compromise time. Like someone might want us to come and spend time with them and we might, one of us might want to just come home and chill because it's been a long week or whatever. And it's like, okay, well, what if we do this? So we're not rude. We'll go spend two hours. We'll set a time limit that's acceptable for both of us. And then we'll take off that way. You know, the other person doesn't get their feelings hurt. The kids get to go spend their time. We show up to, you know, kind of do our duty, so to speak. And then we leave. Well, just speaking about that, um, what about when you would read in the tub and you would say, I'll be out in a few minutes and then an hour and a half would pass? Was there yeah, not Yeah, a... I had to use timers so that I could not be pissing you off because I was spending too much time in there by myself. Yeah, so you made a compromise. So were you losing? Yeah, you were losing some... Not really, because I set the timer... We have our time together. You usually fall asleep, and then I go back to reading. So it's not really a loss. It's just a postponement. Okay. But that's still... That's mm -hmm. a compromise. Yeah. And it helps. I mean, I'm just trying to give... I think the more we think about this, we could look at areas of, in our relationship where it's like, oh, we've compromised a lot. And in some cases, it's made one of us or both of us much happier. And it's become a part of our particular routine. So when it comes to compromise, what would you say, like, what's the biggest reason that it matters? Um, both parties have to get something out of the situation. You don't ever want to end on an argument or not be able to have something settled or resolved. And you don't want someone feeling like they got left out or maybe that you didn't care about what they wanted or needed. So the compromise is the middle ground. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you might be giving up a little bit of something, but they might be accepting something that's different. Yeah. And I would say that, um, when it comes down to it, finding that place of compromise and maintaining a focus on 
the common place where you both benefit is much better than trying to keep your focus on where you are losing out. Yeah, I think one of the ways that we had to do that, um, which would be a, a decent example, is quality time is one of those things that were, it's both important to both of us, but I needed getaway time. I needed out of the house, and we used to just go to getaway, go have dinner or whatever. Now we purposely put a little bit more time into it to say, okay, what do we need? Do we need to just go get out? Do we need to go and have conversation? Do we need to go and have a reconnect time? What is it we're looking for in that quality time? And then that's how we derive our decision. So if it's, you know, I need to get out, but we really just need to go and somewhere we can talk and the kids aren't around. That generally means we're going to go on a long drive. And I'm okay with that. I don't have to go stay the night somewhere. As long as I get that drive and that time and we have a conversation, then I don't need the night away. But I need the conversation. I need the getaway. We've had to find, because sometimes we just can't afford to go stay at the night somewhere or we don't have child care to go stay a night somewhere. With our right. current situation, we can't just leave the kids in charge. So we've had to come up with a better way to do things to make sure that the need is being met and that at least, even if it's just partial, usually quality time for us is a getaway for two or three days. If, if we could get out of here for a couple of days, and that doesn't mean that our date nights aren't quality time, but I'm just saying the when we really need time, that's usually what we do is we go away for a couple of days. If we can't get that, like right now our current situation, we can't leave. We, I think it's a, I think a, a great idea is for us to briefly discuss our current situation with autism. Um, saying that, I, I put no less value, real quick as a caveat, on the quality time for date night. Agreed. But there's something with date night, you know it's a very limited space. So you go, you enjoy it, you embrace it. But when you go on a getaway, that's like three three nights, four days, you know then you can kind of let your guard down and really just let go. Allow yourself to let go and just kind of void yourself of responsibilities at home, and then we can focus on connecting with each but other. But we don't always have that much I, time I available, so that's what I'm saying. The compromise comes from, okay, I can't do three or four days, but like recently we said, okay, what if we could do just a one night overnight? We got in really super late. It wasn't even about connecting so much as it was just we needed downtime. Mm -hmm. We needed to get away from the situation. We needed to be able, we drove an hour and a half away from home, taking somebody home after prom. We were dropping them off. So while the kids slept, passed out in the back seat at two o'clock in the morning, you know, we had a conversation. We, we had one of those in-depth discussions of what we're going to do when we leave and what needs to be done when we get there and what are the kids doing and things like that. We dropped the kid off. We went to our hotel and normally this would be our time to, you know, enjoy each other and probably annoy our neighbors and that's okay. It's fair trade. But we didn't. This time it was just about we are so tired and we just need to relax and sleep in. Quincy got the extended um, checkout time so we didn't have to leave till 2 o'clock instead of 11. Gave me extra time to sleep in. Mm -hmm. Turned the phones off so we weren't being bothered by anything it was more about not just the quality time, but meeting the other needs that we had 
in that time frame because we didn't have three or four days. Had we had three or four days, that's usually what day one looks like is just get there, unpack, unload, get comfy and crash out. You know, we might talk and, and watch a movie or something, but generally day one is like get out of the headspace of being home, crash out, get some sleep. And then from there we can kind of connect. We didn't have that. We just had day one, but really that's what we needed was just to rejuvenate and rest and kind of clear our head of some of the stuff that was going on. So it's, it's, it's not just about finding a middle ground. It's also about making sure that the need that is being expressed is being met. Even if you can only do part of it, Mm -hmm. you're acknowledging that there's a need there and you're attempting to meet what you can. Sometimes we can't always do exactly what the other person needs. That's okay. As long as you're acknowledging that and say, I understand what you're asking of me. I can give you this much. I know you need more and I'm going to work to give you more. But right now, this is where I can meet you. And, and, that, and that's a perfect example of when you can give more, give more. When you can't, you are coming to a, a common ground. You're coming to a place where you guys both, where there's mutual benefit. Now, sometimes there might be a circumstance where it just benefits one person. But the compromise is you know the next time you're going to do all you can to accommodate for for your spouse as well. And so I would agree with you, you know, when it comes to why does compromise matter because you love somebody and you your heart's desire is that their need would be met that they would live fulfilled that they would be healthy and you know that you could add towards their happiness um with that being said you know how in your opinion how does like healthy compromise take place Um, generally for you and I, we have a conversation. It's, it's about making sure that we understand clearly what the other person is asking or needing of us. And then it's going back and forth on, you know, where we're at, where's your heart? What can I do? How can I help? And then you find what you can do. It's not always something that can be met. You know, It, it sometimes it's like the rain check. I can't do this tonight. And it's not because you guys got to understand a rain check does not mean I'm just not in the mood. So you're not getting any, that's not what a rain check is. Sometimes given what happens, I'll just use our life as an example. Cause everybody has their own things. Autism gets to be very, very frustrating and it is emotionally draining. And so sometimes it's just, we may have had a big meltdown and I cannot switch from a meltdown and trying to help our son to let's get naked and do this. It's a very difficult switch. So being able to at least acknowledge to Quincy, I know that you need this from me, but I don't want to just give you part of me because we agreed. We, We don't do things just to be a service. We don't do things just to be mechanical about it. Our sex life is intentional. There is purpose and intent behind what we're doing. And if I know that I'm not mentally and emotionally there, then it's not fair for me to do that. 
it's not fair to you because I'm not going to meet your need. I'm just going to be a whole. That's no point, you know? So it's acknowledging so that the other person understands, I know what you need from me and I am more than willing to give it to you, but I cannot right now. Can we do this tomorrow? And then what generally happens with a rain check is the next day we'll start talking about things during the day to kind of build that anticipation so that we both know when we come together, we're both on the same page. We're all in at that moment. It, that to me is really, really important when you have to make a compromise on that side because otherwise it's like, yeah, I'll do this tomorrow. And if you don't do it tomorrow, you're screwed because your word means jack. Yeah. And it, it's, uh, and I, I would say, you know, just looking at how does healthy compromise happen on my part, it really is determining um, the need, the heart of the need and how you can how you can meet the need what's within your power to do and what's within your power to do effectively um what are you willing to kind of forego in order to accommodate the person that you are compromising with okay so what's an example you can give of a compromise that you have made for me recently um i know we just keep going back to sex but you know it is what it is um we made a compromise together in understanding the difference between a want and a need. And I'm, I'm saying, you know, I want you. And to me, from, from my point of view, there's nothing better than being wanted. Mm-hmm. For you, you thrive on being needed. I'm saying I want, I want you, I want sex, you hear service. And... You know, when I'm saying, when I'm saying that I need it, I don't know, saying that I need sex is like a dirtier version than wanting it. It's not a dirtier version. It's something that only I can give you. I realize that. And we've been through that. I'm saying it's us compromising to understand at that point. We're saying the same thing. We're using different words. We're using a bit different terminology. But we had to compromise because when you heard what I had to say, for you it was service. And that, that was never it was a, never a part of my mindset. So whether it's language, we've kind of worked out a compromise there. Um, whether it's, you know, one of the biggest places... I think, aside from the sex world, is in our communication, where it's like, I have something uncomfortable I want to talk about. I don't know how to say it. And it's like, okay, well, here's a compromise. Say it ugly, and then we'll clean it up from there. You get a mulligan. Say it how it needs to be said, no matter how it feels, as long as it's not like you know rooted in disrespect for either one of us. And then we'll kind of clean that thing up to understand. How else have we compromised when it comes to communication? Buzzwords. Yeah. That was a major compromise for us because I wanted to dump the things that were needed and you needed some way. To buffer. To, <laughs> you needed some way to be prepared for that. So we compromised our communication there. I think one of the biggest ones too, though, is, is compromising your time and your job because the, your, when your new position took over, we didn't know what that looked like. Mm-hmm. And so now that we do know what it looks like, 
these first few months have been chaos just because you might think you're going to be in town this week and then come Friday night, it's like, oh, I have to leave town Tuesday. I'm going to be gone till Thursday. And that for me is a speed bump. But what we've been able to come up with is now that our calendars are linked and we've, we sat down and we decided, okay, we're going to do a family calendar with you and me, just you and me. These are the places. That's why I said we have two calendars. We have a mom calendar and we have a family calendar. The mom calendar is shared between me and Quincy. And it is, these are the places I'm going to be on these days at these times. These are the places I need you to be on these days and these times. So when he's planning his work schedule, although things can happen and it, and it can sometimes prevent him from being places that I need him, as long as he's made the intent, like we've discussed this and said, okay, I need you here Wednesday morning. We have an award ceremony. It's extremely important. Can you start your day at work at nine instead of at seven so that you can be there? Now, he had to pull some strings because these weren't just meetings. You know, there were things going on, but he managed to make it work. Even if he just pops in long enough to see her get her award and have to leave, he's still bending himself to be somewhere I need him to be or our kids need him mm -hmm. to be. It's, it's not always easy with work. And when it doesn't happen, you know, there have been a couple of times where it's like, I need you to be here. And he just can't. The meeting is too far out of town. He's not going to make it on time. He finds a way to either get someone else to come and help or to check in with me as things are happening to make sure that I'm still okay with what's going on. Or we switch the plans around. But if we don't communicate those things... These could be major disappointments between the two of us and this could set up resentment because when I need him to be somewhere and he's not there, it brings back old stuff. It brings back uh, being too busy or having too many things going on and not being home. And so that's one of the things that we have made a huge strive to, to make sure we're on the same page, especially when you started the new job. It was like, look, I'm going to be traveling a lot. We don't do well being away from each other for long periods of time. It's not how we work. We work cohesively as a team. Mm -hmm. So when one is not here and the other one is, is taking things on, there's an, an imbalance in the house. So we made it very, very clear in the beginning. We talk about your schedule a week to two weeks ahead of time. We put everything in the calendar so that I'm not, things aren't sprung on me unless they absolutely have to be. We make sure that the kids are aware these are the days that dad's going to be gone. This is what's going to, because the compromise doesn't just work between you and me. Mm -hmm. We, we have to let the kids know because there are moments where they're thinking, oh, well, dad will just show up. Dad can't be there. And there's been times where they didn't think you were going to make it and you were able to book it into town early and surprise them. So it, it just, basically all the compromise really is, is common courtesy to the other person. And I think if, if it's if it's healthy and you're developing your relationship, the places where you're going, I mean, compromising in the beginning, you may feel like you're losing. And truly, you're putting money in the winning bank. You're building trust is what you're doing. And, you you know, it, it compromise just cannot be one-sided all the time. Now, I don't know all your circumstances out there, but it just can't be, it can't be one person habitually compromising and the other person not giving way because that's not healthy. That's not truly yeah. compromise. So I'm, I'm here to tell you that 
the benefits of healthy compromise, the wins far, far exceed whatever it is that you're losing or you're delaying. It just depends upon your you developing your ability to find out what the true need is for the moment and then how you both can compromise to make it work. Um, so it's mutually beneficial, but people's needs are truly getting met. And like I say, you when you love someone, you definitely want their needs to be met, especially in a marriage. When it comes to kids, of course you want your kids' needs to be met. Um, but it's during those formative years that experiencing, understanding, and learning to, you know, be resilient in disappointment, you need, you need to learn that as a kid. You need to learn how to earn things, what it takes to earn things. But in a marriage, as you're building trust, when it comes to compromise, it's a, it's a learning experience as you learn how to meet one another's needs. And that's, that's why I thought having a show based around compromising and asking if compromising is losing was important just to get like Jeannie's perspective here with the guys. And, you know, there may be like, there may be areas in your life where you compromise more heavily on topic A, and then your wife compromises more heavily on topic B so that you're both finding that mutual ground um, where it's where it is mutually beneficial. Um, I wonder how do you look at compromise? How is compromise used as a benefit as a relationship builder in your relationship? Because I know for Jeannie and I, just giving the you know the six or seven examples I believe that we gave, those compromises or workarounds. Um, have definitely gone a long way to improve our relationship when we use them effectively. Sometimes you can choose not to. Sometimes you just flat out, no, I'm not compromising. I ain't doing it. And, you know, being right all the time or getting your way all the time could effectively make you a lonely person. I'm not saying it will. I'm just saying it could. So keep those keep those very things in mind. Um, and if you have, if you have stories or examples on when you've compromised and it's worked very well, maybe there's epic fails, help us learn from you. And then we can take, we could take your story and, uh, we can use it as a Jack and Jill where we replace you and your wife's name is Jack and Jill and help educate our entire audience, especially as this gets becomes more and more worldwide. I'm I'm interested to hear what some of y'all do when it comes to healthy compromise. Sound good? Yep. Good. I'm I'm proud of this episode. I'm proud of, you know, being able to compromise. I mean, I'm an accommodating individual, sometimes way too accommodating for the wrong people. But uh with our relationship, I think the accommodation goes well and the compromise with us is getting better agreed yeah well for Jeannie Moran I'm Quincy Moran and this is man versus marriage the podcast how good do you want your life to be you gotta live on purpose for a purpose it's truly about becoming the best version of yourself it's possible
This is Man vs. Merit, the podcast.